Hello and welcome to the Inspired for Life podcast series brought to you by Community Life Center of Warsaw, Indiana. This week's podcast is brought to you by Dr. Dan Cox, and we'll be discussing how God understands our weaknesses. Stay tuned for this exciting episode. You don't want to miss it. Inspired for Life is a ministry of Community Life Center in Warsaw, Indiana. Check us out on the World Wide Web at communitylifectr.com. If you have any comments or questions that you would like us to address in the next podcast, send us an email, podcast at communitylifectr.com. Welcome to Inspired for Life. What a good feeling it is to know that someone understands what you're going through in life. What you're feeling, the circumstances that you're facing in life. Let me share with you a scripture that I found to be very comforting. It's found in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter 4 and verse 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we yet without sin. I've seen as well, well, a lot of times, more times I want to account, people that's going through problems or difficulties. In fact, we have a lot of problems. We can have them physically. I've had problems physically in playing sports or just walking and twisting my ankle. Pop a knee, it goes out. I think we've all experienced these little physical problems. We all have stumbled at one time or another, not in sports, but in life, in morality, honesty, integrity. We have done our best only to trip and fall. Our finest efforts have left us flat on our backs, and we are weakened, not with the torn ligaments, but with the broken hearts, the weary spirits, and the fading vision that we had for our lives. The distance between where we are and where we want to be sometimes becomes impassable. So what do we do? Where do we turn? Well, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, 15, it tells us we have a high priest who is able to understand. And since he understands, we find mercy and grace when we need it. We are not left to languish. When we fall, we are not forgotten. When we stumble, we aren't abandoned. Our God gets us. He gets our problems, the things we face in life. The theological textbooks discuss the promises of a high priest under the heading of incarnation. This stunning idea is simply this. God, for a time, became one of us. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and the only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth, according to the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse 14. God became flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. He was miraculously conceived, yet naturally delivered. He was born, yet of a virgin. Had Jesus simply descended to earth in the form of a mighty being, we would respect Him, but 
never would draw near to him. After all, how could God understand what it means to be human? But if Jesus was both God and man at the same time, then we have the best of both worlds. Neither is this humanity or nor deity compromise. He was fully human. He was fully divine. Because of the first, he finds a possibility that we draw near to him. Because of the latter, we worship him. Not one drop of divinity was lost in the change to humanity from the eternals. Though Jesus appeared to be human, he was actually God in the flesh, the fullness of God. Every bit of him took residence in the body of Christ. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. The star maker, for a time, on this earth built cabinets in Nazareth. Jesus may have looked human, but those nearest him knew he was prone to divine explanations. Every soon and every often, Jesus left his divinity to take something on that needed to be taken on. For example, the bystanders had no option but to step back and ask, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 27. I'm thinking the followers of Jesus might have had a little thought about what was dwelling inside of him. On the day Jesus commanded the demons to leave the possessed man, and they did. On the day that Jesus told the storm to be quiet, and it was. On the day Jesus told the dead man to rise up, the dead daughter to set up, the entombed Lazarus to come out, and he did, and they did. No wonder no one argued with Jesus when he declared, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Matthew 28 and 18. Yet, in spite of this lofty position, Jesus was willing for time to forgo the privileges of divinity and inner humanity. He was born just as all babies are born. His childhood was common, like most children's uh, childhood is common. His body developed, his muscles strengthened, his bones matured. He knew the pain of sore muscles and the sting of salt in an open wound. As a result, as he became an adult, he was weary enough to sit down at a well, according to John chapter 4 and verse 16, verse 6, excuse me, and sleepy enough to doze off in a rocking boat in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 38. He became hungry in the wilderness and thirsting on the cross when the soldiers pounded the nails through his skin. A thousand nerve endings cried for relief. As he hung limp on the cross, two human lungs begged for oxygen. My friend, what I'm trying to tell you this morning is this. The Word became flesh. If you wonder if God understands you, He does. If you ever wonder if God listens, He does. If you ever wonder if God comprehends the challenges that you face in life, He does. The one who hears your prayers Understand your pain. God put on a human body. Are you troubled in spirit? He was too, according to John chapter 12 and verse 27. Are you so anxious you could die? He was too, Matthew 26 and verse number 38. Are you overwhelmed with grief? He was too, 
John chapter 11, verse 35. Have you ever prayed with a loud cry and tears running down your cheeks? He did too. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7. What I'm trying to say to you is, Jesus gets you. He gets your pain, your sorrow, your difficulties. You see, Jesus so human, he could touch his people. So mighty, he could heal them. So human, he speaks to you. So heavenly, he spoke with authority. So human, he could blend in unnoticed for 30 years, and yet so mighty, he could change history and be unforgotten for 2,000 years. All man, yet he was all God. Some have pointed to the sinlessness of Jesus as evidence that he cannot possibly fully understand us, yet he never sinned. And they reason, how could this be, and how could he understand our problems if he had never sinned? Well, it's very simple. He felt it more than we do. You see, we give in. He never did. We surrender. He never did. He stood before the tsunami of temptation, but he never wavered. In that manner, he understands it more than anyone who ever lived. And then, in his greatness, in the grandest deeds, he volunteered to feel the consequences of sin. For in Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus didn't deserve to feel the shame, but he felt it. He didn't deserve the humiliation, but he experienced it. He never sinned, yet he was treated like a sinner. Jesus became sin. All the guilt, remorse, embarrassment, everything that you ever felt in your life, he has felt it. He understands it. He gets you. Does any of this matter? Well, to the hypocrite it does. To the person with the hangover and the fuzzy memory about last night's party, it does. To the cheater, slander, gossiper, scoundrel who comes to God with a humble spirit and repents of their sin, it really matters. It matters because they need to know that we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive and find grace to help us in the time of our need. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Because Jesus is human, he understands you. Because he is divine, he can help you. Jesus is our high priest, able and willing to help in the time of need. Because he understands it. He felt it. He endured it. Nothing that you ever will face in your life. Nothing when it seems like you've come to the end of the road that you're walking upon. Jesus has already been to the end of the road. And the good news is he's conquered that road. He's came out of the grave, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Oh, my friend, here is the inspiring word of God. He loves you so much that he became like one of you to conquer everything and giving you the ability to conquer it as well. Well, thanks again for checking out the Inspired for Life podcast series brought to you by Community Life Center. Don't forget to check us out at communitylifectr.com.